Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, hello. Oh boy, kids. We have ourselves a dandy gutting the sacred cow this week. It's your pal Kevin Goatee here. I'm happy to say that our guest gutter for the day is one of our favorites, Joanne Nosichinsky, coming on back and doing what she loves to do, and that is take a big stinky poop on a Jennifer Lawrence film, and that film is Hunger Games. Now, the special guest host, oh, I want to tell you who it is. I'm just going to let you hear their voice so that you can get excited. So let's see if Joanne Nosichinsky can take the Hunger Games and make it go on a hunger strike. Gather around, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. Special guest host, Kevin Israel. Surprise, everybody. Look who's back for an episode. First of all, I want to know, I've been sitting here for three months waiting for you to log on. (laughs) And where where have you been? Has anything happened? I mean, have there been any? I assume there's not been any other episodes, and this is just the next one since... That last one I did. I think Bill Schultz and Delvin Cox just snapped their pencils in anger. (laughs) (laughs) Special guest Uh, host, Kevin Israel. It's so good to have you back, even just for tonight or maybe a few ones in the future. What's going on? It's awesome to be back. And it's also awesome for me to say that that quote, I have no idea. 
Ah, <laughs> and tonight's gutter, you know her. She's our favorite guest from the morning show on Compound Media, Joanne Nosachinsky. Hi, darling. How are you? Oh, good. I'm good. What thought, up? You know, just like the reigning queen of gutting. <laughs> I thought you're sniffing guns. your arm. I thought you're sniffing your armpits there. I know you don't bathe that often, but I know. Well, it's just that uh, they're so massive <laughs> that it's hard for my mouth to get all the way up to my bicep. That I'm just really close to my armpit. Quick question: Who wins in a flex off? You or Bill Schultz? Oh, Joanne, oh. I don't, I'm not even going to let her answer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's nice. You know what it is? Bill is deceptively strong, I think. And depending on the amount of liquid courage. Well, it's, not like, it's like that strength. meth head strength. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's just the Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're calling it Guinness for today? Okay, that's good. Yeah. That way we won't get sued. Just kidding. Kevin Goatsy, Kevin Israel, Joanne Nosinski. Welcome back to Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best movie debate slash movie review podcast out there. If you have not yet done so, leave us a five-star rating, two or three-sentence review on your podcast platform of choice. Joanne, did you know that quote? Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. Schindler's List. <laughs> no? Is that not... Right? Jim J. Bullock gets the square. Circle gets the square. That's hilarious. This is what why a you guess. Yeah, listen. This, this is why. This is why she's always back. You two, Bambi. <laughs> Can we backdraft? Oh, no. How about a little film from 1996 called "A Time to a Kill," starring Matthew McConaughey, Sandra Bullock, and the person who said the quote, Samuel L. Jackson. You know what? I've never seen it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I've never seen it, but it's one of those movies that every time I see it advertised, I'm like, oh, yeah, I saw it. And then I realized that nah, I never saw it. I saw this in the theater, and I remember the day exactly because I said, huh, I want to see this film. But the 1996 Game 5 of the World Series Yankees against the Braves was on. I said, I'm going in the afternoon to see this. And right when I got home, the game started. And the Yankees won one nothing thanks to Andy Pettit. It was a John Grisham book, right? It sure was. And I think it was the first one he wrote, but it's not the first Grisham book that was made into a movie. Mm. The first one was The Firm, which was terrible. Yeah. But tonight, Joanne has returned to continue yet again her assault on mega Hollywood star Jennifer Lawrence and her many <laughs> moles. And this one she decided to take on, I say, as Keith Jackson used to say, the granddaddy of them all, Hunger, the Hunger Games. A 2012 budget of $78 million. A box office haul of two, uh, sorry, six hundred. Ninety-three, four point four million dollars. Now, let's go. This is what got her. She was in X Men First Class right before this, Kevin Israel. But this is what obviously what got her into the stratosphere. Seventy-eight million dollar budget, and then now in twenty twenty-three, one hundred and one point four million dollar budget, and a box office haul of as i'm typing this one right now because i forgot to do it 902 million point nine wow, billion dollars yep oh, lot this was not a billion dollar movie oh 
That's why Joanne's here, not you. <laughs> no, I'm not even saying. No, I'm not even saying how I feel about it. This, I just, it just objectively wasn't a billion dollar movie. You know, I can say the same about Avengers: Age of Ultron, but here we are. Mm. IMDb, Fair. folks, you know the drill: one through ten with decimal points. Joanne, what did the Hunger Games score? I'm gonna say like nine point two. That Ooh. is uh, Tom Hanks' 1990s movies kind of high right there. Kevin Israel, your answer. Seven, eight. Seven, two. Ah, so um. close. Critics, Rotten Tomatoes, one through 100. Kevin Israel, your honor, your honor. Uh, 73. Joanne. 80. 84. Oh, Wow. Wow. The lady takes the nod. Wow, critics. Back to the lady, Joanne Nosichinsky, nay Goodhart, I guess we should say now. Yeah. Audience, have you changed your name on your license yet? <laughs> no, waiting on the passport first. The smart move. Audience Rotten Tomatoes score. What do you have? Is that to 100? Yes, it is. Sorry. Yes. Um, Audience. Okay, see, I'm thinking that the audience really loved it. So I'm going to say like 92. Kevin Israel. 89. 81. Mm. Wow, the critics liked it better. That's. I know. It's all very confusing. By the way, have you, seen, have you seen the photo behind me tonight at Photoshopped? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Five fun facts. This one disheartened me to learn this. Donald Sutherland was so keen to play President Snow that he wrote the director a multi-page letter explaining why the character was so important and how he would play him. He even read all the books beforehand so he knew everything about Snow. That's dedication nerd. to one job, right? That's a nerd. Why is That's Donald also a waste of time. Why yeah. is Donald Sutherland chasing this role down? That... I understand Jonah Hill chasing down Scorsese for the right to work in Wolf of Wall Street and taking scale. I get that. But this, by the way, every time I see Donald Sutherland, I think of him as a professor in Animal House. I'm, <laughs> With his I'm, ass. Not, I'm not joking. This is my job. <laughs> Number two, this is my favorite section. What, uh, why don't you folks start guessing which of these actors, which actresses auditioned for the role of Katniss Everdeen? You can easily get, actually, you know what? You really don't think, I don't think any of these are easy. So I'll just read them instead. Chloe Grace Moritz from Kick-Ass. Sarsha oh. Ronan, the Irish woman <gasps> that no one gives a shit about from Lady oh, wow. Bird. I love her. Do you? All right. Well, I like Chloe Grace Moritz. I do too. Haley Steinfeld, I could see that being these I two. I could see that, yeah. Damn, they're exactly alike. Shailene Woodley. Wasn't she, she, but then she was in Divergent, wasn't she? Yep, yep. Yeah. She, so she was having a moment back then. Like, the, she was really she's, popular. She's very average looking. She's just Shailene. very. <laughs> and here, Aaron Rodgers puts her in a pedestal. What in the name of Sir Isaac H. Newton is going on? um emma emma roberts also considered no thanks abigail breslin and that's it huh. well for you folks who have a problem with females getting paid in hollywood how about you take a stab on how much jennifer lawrence was paid for all three films all three combined each i have the oh. answer each each first one was what do you think i'm gonna the... go ahead joanne 
I'm going to say three mil. Israel. Two. Half a million. Okay. Wow. How much for the second one? I'm, I'm going to say two mil. Five. Ten. What? And the last? Twelve million. Twenty. Fifteen. Wow. That's that is a that is inflation, baby. <laughs> I know, right? It's like that. It's like that rookie quarterback who goes out like Mahomes, like his first year or two wins a Super Bowl. Goes, we're gonna tear this contract up right now. <laughs> Show me the money. I wonder if she got points. That's the where the real money is on the back end, not that's not the. Well, yeah. Once once the first movie makes six hundred million dollars, fuck the three million dollars. Right. Yeah. I want five percent back end gross. And uh, she goes from a, a, a Hollywood five and a half to a Hollywood nine and a half. If not on the second movie, she definitely got points on the third and fourth movies. True. <laughs> this one cracked me up. On the last day of training for the first film, Jennifer Lawrence ran full speed into a wall. <laughs> what was like much like fun? her career has now. Hey, oh. Hey. <laughs> yeah, but does she need all that money? After no, apparently not. Her? Yeah. Her, what was you give, me 50, you give me just $15 million. You're never going to hear from me again. No, oh, I hope we hang out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? you'll hear from me again. Oh, thank These you. These people will never hear from me. Mm. Again. Yeah. Sorry, fans. Sorry. Like the Lord, <laughs> Lord snurts of the world and race to Candace's. Yeah. Uh, what was missing? A big sign that says Acme over the hole in the wall that she thought he put there. Her trainer was afraid she had burst her spleen and she had to get a cat scan. Looks like her face saved her spleen from real damage. Ouch. And you Literally. thought Joe I thought Joanne would be the one with all the cut-ups here first. This film is banned in Vietnam for fun fact number five. While the idea of child soldiers and gladiators battling to the death may seem far-fetched and dystopian to Western audiences, sadly in some parts of the world it's too close to home, including Vietnam, where the first film is banned. But the second one has them in the Thunderdome <laughs> again. And the second would make no sense. Yeah. You just start with the second movie. <laughs> Those Vietnamese silly people. All right. Let's go right over to where the fan, as the aforementioned Lord Snurts and his fellow Legion of Herd are hanging out, getting ready to ask Joanne to ask a gutter. Lord Snurts batting Ricky Henderson uh, number one leadoff. Pick your dream duo for the Hunger Games using 1980s and 1990s action characters. My initial picks, Snake Plissken and John Rambo. I could also go all Arnold. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, I, saw, I saw this tweet, so I had a little time to think about it. Um, very great question. My answer might not be expected, but it also might if you know me. I think My I do. duo would be John Travolta and Sylvester Stallone from the Stayin' Alive era, 1983, because Stallone did, in fact, train. Uh, jo uh, uh, wait, why did I just have a stroke? John Travolta. Uh, I want to say John Stamos for a second. John Travolta uh, to get in the best shape of his life. So I would love to see the two of them just like shirtless, rubbing oil on each other and throwing machetes. <laughs> I knew that'd be your answer without question. And the, <laughs> and the oil rubbing part, I'm sure Stallone would not have a, 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 a noticeable erection like John, St uh, John Stamos, you son of a bitch, you did it to me now. <laughs> <I know. laughs> John Travolta would. 
I like that. Israel, you have a thought on that one? Absolutely. Uh-huh. Dalton and Dutch. Oh, good. Dalton one. from Roadhouse and Dutch from Predator. Well, I think you should know where I'm going to go with next week. This one, <laughs> I'm going to go with good old Jack Burton from the old Pork yeah, Chop Express. <laughs> Can't go wrong with him. And how about Wesley Snipes from Demolition Man, Simon uh, Phoenix, just to get a little color in the mix here. That's a good call. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't love that film? At Newark Knight, Brandon Oglesby, is Katniss the, typ- the, the typical overly stoic female action hero, or does she get the right amount of emotional depth and grit? Um, well, we know Jennifer Lawrence doesn't do any any of that. Um, <laughs> either either option, really. We just have um, like cheekbones, pretty much, uh, for the whole movie. And uh, this face. Like it's slightly fish, but that's about it. <laughs> oh, two other entrants for the Hunger Games. I would like Salma Hayek from Dust Till Dawn because that's nineteen mm-hmm. nineties, and Denise Richards, uh, Wild Things, nineteen ninety nine. We're stormship troopers. Stormship troopers. Starship troopers. Starship troopers. Yeah, can't can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Next, oh, it's a follow-up actually from uh, at Newark Knight. He wants to know, also, is the outcome of the game being a tie, a good plot detail, or an overly convenient one? Um, well, but like convenient for who? I guess the writers. Yeah, I guess it is yeah. kind of convenient. Also, you know, then for the fact of there's there's more to come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, it's it's convenient, but, uh, you know, watching it again, I I forgot kind of how it happened. So in that way, it's not like too cliche or anything. All right. The question I have also written down in my notes, Bango2331 asked, and I'm sure this is on all the tips of our tongues, how long would Bill Schultz last in The Hunger Games? He wouldn't... He wouldn't have made it through the shoot. <laughs> he would have died would, in the sh- in the shoot. <laughs> or he would have stepped off immediately. Yeah, just, just blown, blown up. up. He would have been like the lady in Speed who tried getting off the bus. Yes. <laughs> I have an answer. I think he'd be the second one to die because what would happen is he would start walking around the jungle, light up a cigarette, and then start doing a live stream walking tour of the battlefield and then get offed by one of the contestants. Probably. The cigarette. Yeah, you know what happened? What? Some some bigger guy would pull his pocket inside out and tell Bill to hold it. <laughs> That's a prison reference. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> At pedestrian, it's funny, Peter sells bread, right? Walker. Yeah. Walker. That is funny, oh, actually. Wow. <laughs> I well chuckle done. too. Yeah, very well done. At Rex Crumb, is the reason Katniss never took off as a trendy name for girls because it sounds like a condition or because this movie sucks? Yeah, right. It is funny that there aren't more of the names that are featured in this film, but Katniss just sounds like catnip to me. Right. So I think that might be why. Well, it's funny that he asked that. I I, def- I said to my wife last night while we were watching it, there were definitely people who name their kid Katniss. Like we might have not come across them, but there are people out in the Midwest who we'll just never run into who were like, that's a good name, Katniss. They all have outhouses in their backyards. (laughs) And go ice fishing. 
My answer as the kid who made fun of people throughout school would be if someone in the school was named Katniss, take a guess what their nickname would be. Cat shit. Mm. <laughs> Easy. If you could only imagine the amount of research I had to think of doing as a comic, writing all the possibilities of names down we had and ways that people could make fun of them, it took a long time. Joanne, you'll do the same. Yeah, you know, I like to work smarter, not harder. <laughs> so I just make fun of physical attributes That's that are really spirit. obvious. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, goiter face, what's going on? Would you just do the homework last <laughs> night? <laughs> At Taco Shirt Krillin, be honest. If the Hunger Games were a real thing, would you watch it every year? And if so, would you place bets? Yeah. I, I like Survivor. It's not that far off except for like the death you watch survivor gambles on his kids soccer games of course he would <laughs> excuse me my daughter is not playing soccer because i'll be forced to watch soccer then no thank you but i'd be betting the shit out of it you're 100 about right <laughs> betting that without fail listen the fat kid that, that's he's the first to go i don't care it's minus ten thousand. i'll lay those odds every time and at Nemirovsky, this is a good one. I also wrote this question out of my notes. What weapon would you choose if you were one of the tributes? I would want to throw all those little knives. I would first need to learn how to do so. But <laughs> I, that just seems so cool. And, you know, I think it would also be really easy to access. I worry about the bows that I'd accidentally like sit on it. Or I lean over and they all fall out of my little carrier. But the little knives, you just like have them in lots of different little pockets and just, yeah. That's a fair answer. Uh, Israel, how about yourself besides your acid tongue of yours? I, uh, I would shoot. I just got done reading a book about people fighting with different hand-to-hand -hand weapons. And I would choose a shield with a spike on it in the middle. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting answer. I would love to get my hands on. Boy, I didn't even think of this. How about just a good old fashioned axe? And then I could just run around like Gimli from Lord of the Rings and go, and I'm my axe. Just yeah, to yell about my it. axe. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, that'll be coming out next week with Lord of the Rings Return of the King was done in this very podcast. And I think that closes the door and ask a gutter. It does. Before we do that, hey, no one listens to the end of podcast, right? Joanne Oshisinski, tell everybody what you're up to and where we can find you. Plugs time. Oh, that's so thoughtful. Um, you can watch me and some guy named Bill uh, Monday through Thursday at noon on compoundmedia.com. If you don't want to pay for a subscription, you can check out our YouTube channel at Morning Bill and Joe. I put up all, like a whole bunch of interviews, clips, things like that. Also at Morning Bill and Joe on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. I've got a bunch of cool shows coming up in March and April. So check out my calendar uh, at KevinIsrael.com or just KevinIsrael.com. I don't know why I said at. Um, and yeah, that's that's it. Comics Watching Comics is coming back now in the Facebook metaverse. So when you're done stroking it out to your favorite J-Lo deepfake porno, why not watch seasons one through eight of Comics Watching Comics coming very soon to you in the Facebook metaverse, being that fantasy football jibber-jabber is now over. And of course, at GTSC Podcast on Twitter and guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com, leaving us those five-star ratings are chef's kiss beautiful. Kevin Israel, 
Let's see if we can get back in rhythm just one more time and see if we can welcome Joanne to Got Got the the Sacred sacred Cow. cow. That sounded pretty good. Thank you. It sounded perfect to me. Yeah. (laughs) Take it away, my lady. Wait, we don't want to do a quote? You can do a quote. We did. There's oh, you really know what? Only, did I do the quotes? I forgot no. to do the quotes. God damn it. Yeah. There are two. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Well, that's what happens when you're guest about eight times, whatever it is on this show. She knows the <laughs> format better than I do. Quotes. We'll jump ahead. Uh, may the odds ever be in your favor, obviously. Yeah. And here's one I jumped out at me. Everyone loves an underdog. I don't, said Snow. Mm. Who said yeah. that? Did he steal from 1970s, the 1990s, early 1990s, George Steinbrenner, owner of the New York Yankees? <laughs> uh, Joanne, um, any other quotes come out from you? That was it. I volunteered tribute. <laughs> <laughs> exactly how Jennifer Lawrence did it, too. Um, Israel got a okay. quote or no? I'm sorry, is that it? I don't want to cut you off. Israel quote or no? no? That's it. That's all mine. The president actually had all the good quotes. He uh, had a little hope is dangerous. A lot of mm. a little hope is is good. A lot of hope is dangerous. Yep. And uh, and the only thing stronger than fear is hope. That's good. Which were two pretty insightful little quotes. For- I can't I can't wait to see that on Instagram hose as they strip down naked and put that as their platitude into their uh, into the postings in the comment section. I'm going to get it on a piece of wood that I hang in my kitchen. (laughs) Driftwood. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sorry, Joanne. Again, the floor is yours. Okay. So let me preface all of this by saying I read the books years ago. All the books. I loved all of the books. So I was really excited when the movie was coming out and I went to see it in theaters. I went to the movie theater a night after heavy drinking. And that was my problem because um, I had to leave the theater due to one of my main issues with this film, the fucking camera work. Okay. (laughs) I got so nauseous. Like it felt like Blair witch nausea to me. (laughs) I had to leave. But after then watching it back again, I realized not all of the film is like that. Um, And I think that it was meant to, show the chaos in the beginning, the anxiety that the people in the 12th district were having over this lottery of children. Um, but like, don't start a movie that way <laughs> because people will walk out. Um, so yeah, my two overall main issues with the film are the camera work and the storytelling. Because again, as someone who read the book, I don't know that anyone's ever really satisfied with the film, but there are definitely things that could have been done better. Mm-hmm. So we start um, in District 12. Um, we meet Katniss, who's very protective over her little sister. And we don't know why until later. We don't find out until later why she's her sister's main caregiver, protector, friend. So her volunteering to take her sister's place seems odd it just feels a little odd then we find out she is the first ever volunteer in this thing that has been going on for what 74 years no other older sibling has ever volunteered to take the place of their younger sibling what kind of horse shit is that (laughs) that's absurd um 
Also, we see her in District 12. She's in the woods. She's looking good in her leather jacket, her beautiful braid with the, with the curls falling out of it. I don't see any dirt on her. She doesn't look like she's been in the woods. There's no where her jacket got caught on bushes or twigs. She's seen taking a bath before the lottery, but like all this dirt's coming off. I don't know where from. So there's some inconsistency with that storytelling. Um, also, just the casting in general, you guys. We know, we know I don't like Jennifer Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And it's mainly because her face doesn't move. Um, it's her acting choice, and either you respect it or you don't. I don't. Uh, <laughs> but there are other issues with me with the casting. One, her height. Um, I think it ages her a little bit. And I do think the character should sort of be on par with PETA. The difference in, in height there was strange to me. Um, also, is she hungry? Yeah. I know, I know it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. And she has said as much in interviews, like it's great to have young people seeing an example of an action female who's a little curvier. But, you know, she's afraid her sister won't eat. Like, if you want to eat, you end up having to enter yourself into this lottery more times to get food from this, you know, from the capital. So I, you just have suspension of disbelief. I don't know, but but that's she's pretty, but like she shouldn't be. She should look emaciated. That's all. Joanne, um, do you remember from the books? What did do you remember what they said Peta looked like in the books? I think kind of similar. I think he was blonde. I think he was like a little Dutch boy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I could see the boys more. I didn't really picture Katniss as Jennifer Lawrence. I almost picture more of like an Anna Kendrick, like yeah. a little more angular. Sprightly as fuck, though. A little like, yeah, like a little fucking darty animal. I don't know. <laughs> like a ferret. Pretty much. <laughs> darty animal. What's Anna Kendrick um, going to do? Sing while she knocks a bow and arrow? She could. I mean, she could. This girl sings in here all the time. She's singing to her sister. She's singing to Rua. She's dying. She's whistling. We need, we needed someone with Wait, a musical background. I forgot. Why did she step in for her sister? I, I missed that detail. So it Why turns did- It turns out that the father died, I guess, in a mine shaft explosion. I remember that. And the mother checked the fuck out. The mother was just like, I can't deal. And she was just kind of an absent mother. She was there physically, but mentally she was absent. So Katniss needed to like step up and help raise the sister. All right. Yeah. That's what I guess. Yep. By the way, the mom was the uh, wife and Ray Donovan who died in like season four of Cancer. If you watch that show, oh, oh shit, you're right. Yeah, wow. No, no, no. Anyway, um, another really creepy point with the storytelling, especially in this film, is <laughs> what what we're doing with the children. <laughs> like, yeah, it's children fighting each other to the death, and adults are watching for sport. But they are also literally grooming these children. There is this sexual tone 
throughout the film that is really creepy when you remember, oh, like they aren't even supposed to be 18 years old. The literal grooming of they get to the Capitol, she's getting waxed and closed <laughs> down. Right in here. For what? Like, is the camera, all these people watching, they're going to zoom in on your legs? Weird. Also, Lenny Kravitz. At first, I hated this casting, and then I was like, I love this casting because it's so strange. But also, he might be the creepiest with her. Like, the slow zipping up of her jacket, kissing her on the cheek, their forehead to forehead. It's just inappropriate. If that were happening with a real adult and a child, and I walked into the room, I'd want to talk to a manager. (laughs) You know what's funny? I always assumed he was supposed to be gay. I don't know. Yeah, I did too. I don't know if it was the eye makeup or what, but like it didn't creep me out because I was like, oh, he's gay. It doesn't matter. It's still an adult with a child. I don't like it. Um, Okay. The training that they go through is kind of hysterical because PETA sucks at everything. (laughs) At everything. And yet he's supposed to be incredibly strong. I've seen you throw sacks of flour over your shoulder. And so he can't even hold himself up on like a rope climb and then she's like, do it, Peter. You got to show him that you can throw a kettlebell. And he does. And everyone's like, whoa. I'm like, really? <laughs> That's going to help you survive out in the wild. Yes. Then during the training, Katniss gets an 11 for just shooting an arrow into an apple. When she missed her first target. She she didn't get the first one. They didn't see the second one. Then she just shoots an arrow into an apple's. That's it. That's all she did. And she gets an 11. I don't like it. But she was sassy. Yeah, I was just going to say points for sass. Yeah. Well, but here's the thing. Then her handlers were a little upset. They're like, we got to get people to like you. And I'm like, is she particularly ornery? Has she been (laughs) a nuisance? Has she been a troublemaker? No, she's been absolutely nothing. So this whole thing of like, well, PETA's got to do this love story. It'll only help you gain favor because you don't have any favor. You don't have anything. You don't even have an expression on your face. What do you mean you need favor? So that's what I I found wild. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That reminds me of the, the movie Captain Marvel. Everybody's complaint was they kept on call, saying like she's such a rebel and she's such like she's so dangerous and she, and and but meanwhile like nothing ever happened in the movie that actually suggested she was rebellious or dangerous and you're right it's the same thing with Katniss or entertaining well yeah or yeah or, or that um what I think is so interesting and this is comparing J Law to Katniss. Okay, Katniss is from District 12. I don't know that she's ever been in a fancy dress or a pair of heels in her life. And that girl can walk upstairs and twirl in a dress with fire. But Jennifer Lawrence is going to fall down on red carpets, (laughs) walking upstairs to get awards. Come on. Unbelievable. Talk about a stunt reversal. Yeah. Truly. Um. Woody Harrelson, I he's also he has his creepy moments. He plays the the typical drunk. It's it's a fine character, but a little maybe a little too on the nose. 
I don't know. It's, it's not enough for me to like give him a full like yay or nay. Um, in general, everything in this plot, you know, as soon as everyone's in the arena and they're fighting, it is very predictable. The fact that PETA, you know, turns on her, you know, he hasn't, you know, that's just his way of protecting her. The fact that the little Mockingjay pin is going to come into handy later, the Mockingjays in the forest, like everything, there were no real big gotcha or, whoa, I didn't see that coming moments. The biggest one was the joke that was PETA's face makeup when he was the <laughs> hidden stone. Yeah. <laughs> he took my notes. <laughs> he was like the I'm rock. Sorry. He was like the rock guy in, in Thor four. <laughs> and three. It, it was so good. Like there was no <laughs> mirror. Where did he get a paintbrush? It, it. <laughs> it was so wild. Um, also, I, there was a really big missed opportunity and granted it is not what happened in the book. So they couldn't do it. But how badly did you want when Rue was screaming, help me, help me, for Katniss to run over and then Rue to fucking kill her? Yep. That's what I thought, I too. I just wanted her to turn and kill her. But, alas, that did not happen. That happened um, in the books? What happened in the books? In the book, exactly the same in the books. That, oh, it was, that oh, it was exactly kill. the same. Oh. But the, the relationship between the two of them feels even stronger in the book. And so you are really sad when when Rue died. Like, that is a surprise when it happens. Um, okay, so now we're getting to when Jennifer Lawrence and Peta are in the cave. You guys, how it's so creepy that even these adults who are the, I guess the producers of the show are like, well, we need to up the, the lovey dovey. <laughs> we need this relationship. And then it's like, Oh, kiss. You call that a kiss when they received their money for their sexual act. It's like, it's so heinous. It is so Blow heinous him. that it's like, well, you gotta <laughs> give the people what they want. You gotta show. I need more of a kiss if you want to get the medicine. Like that to me is creepier than adults watching children kill each other. I mean, really. She should have. Um, she should have said, "Okay, fine," and then spit in her hand, and then jerk, <laughs> pull his pants down, and then cut right to black, and you see his eyes roll in the back of his head. And to, keep, mean, it, to, to keep it PG thirteen, of course. I was gonna say if this was an R film, perhaps. Um. And then, you know, finally we get to the berries at the end. Now, watching this again, I actually had forgotten. I knew that they did something so that the game would end and they would both survive. But I couldn't remember what it was. And then I wasn't sure if I was um, conflating or, like, thinking of another book, like one of the other books that I read um, from this series. I remember the ending being a bigger deal. It, in In the film, it's sort of like, like you got to call their bluff or like, they're not going to be like, all right, put them in your mouth. Like how far is it going to go? They immediately are like, okay, fine. You both win, which I thought was a bit of like a, it was too abrupt of an ending. And yet sticking on with the creepy child theme, she's now just a child bride. <laughs> she's now, 
the movie ends and it's sort of like, well, we made this bed. Now you got you got to marry him. This is trafficking. I'm pretty sure that that's that's what this is. It should have ended with him just unzipping his pants slowly and then pointing down to his dick. Black. Imagine if, if PETA was in on this the whole time. Yeah. The whole time. He's a part he's a part of the Capitol. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, there you go. There is my gutting. All in all, I should have been cast in this. It would have been a better <laughs> film. It's in my notes, too. Thank you. Give me a give me a score, Jojo. I'll go five. All right. So you didn't hate it. It was neither here nor there. All right, good enough. I like the book. That's what's hard. Oh, see, that's it. See, yeah. you can't separate the two mediums. Yeah. It's that's hard. Not... It's really hard. Get what was the book to, in your opinion, uh, one to ten? Oh, the book when I read it was like an eight and a half. But isn't there a lot of? I mean, I don't. I read the books because someone said read these. I got them. I go. Oh, I read like halfway through. I go. Oh, this is like a young adult shit. But now I'm all in. I guess I got to finish it. I don't remember the books being that different from the films. So, do you? So, do you recall them being the same as well, or, or pretty similar? Or were there a lot of uh, a lot of discrepancies? Not, not so much discrepancies. It's just like the feeling. It's the tone of it. You know, it's right. it's definitely different watching it than than reading it because when you're reading it, you're like, oh, I'm Katniss. And so you put yourself in, or at least I would put myself in her position. And so I'm imagining it. I can't remember, but I don't think it is. I I read everything like I am the main person. I think it's just the actress. (laughs) A true narcissist. I was just going to say that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, you know, there's like, there's just more emotional stake. And in the book, there's, there's, there's just more time to really establish the relationships, the the drama, the anxiety, like all of the feelings that the movie, you know, maybe if this was a limited series, which really wasn't that big back then, now everything is a limited series. I think this could have done really well as that. And then you had Divergent, the watered down Hunger oh. Games with the aforementioned Shailene Woodley. I've never watched that. That's- uh, I did. No, me either. And I read the books. Did you? Yeah. We were both going down the same young girls alley at Barnes and Noble, weren't we, Kevin Israel? <laughs> the hell's wrong with us? Speaking of, it's your turn, sir. Let's hear what you have to say. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, going back to that point, I've I read a ton of, like, post-apocalyptic type novels and dystopian future type novels straight i never read hunger games but i did read divergent i read a couple other of those ya type books not realizing that's what it was at the time you guys i am younger than you by the way we do know this right like by a few years mm, working to get on our good side still kevin israel why where that why does that, 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 why does that matter yeah no i'm just saying like we're not we're, calling you old yeah. no 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 yeah, i'm saying the reason why i was so into these young adult novels is because i was a young adult oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah i see what you're saying yeah you know like yeah. that's why i think i enjoyed yeah, it because and that wasn't probably. a thing when when we were kids there was no yeah. young adults like you read yeah, yeah. the hardy Tom boys Sawyer or yeah right um and i read and when i was a, when i was a kid i read read a lot of like like fantasy novels like lord of the rings type stuff um so like the story the i this this idea was kind of at the time a revolutionary this is one of the first movies that really took a look at a post-apocalyptic world that they never really get into the specifics of what happened but some shit went down and now the world is 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 all broken up and fragmented into you know the the social stratification layers socioeconomic but and at the time, I remember I saw the movie in the theater, too. And I remember thinking this is like it's really a cool idea. It's unique. It's original. But watching it again, and I just watched it again last night. We've seen this now play out so many times in so many other movies and TV shows like The Walking Dead and all that shit where the world ends. And the basic premise is and, I, and I'm so tired of it. And I'm watching um, The Last of Us now. And I really hope that it's not the theme with that show is when the world falls apart, people just become shit. And that's mm. that's the basic theme of this book of this of this these movies in the book is yeah when everything goes bad and you lose you know structure in the world people just become shit and resort to their base needs and that's where you have like these you know the rich people just treating the the poor people as basically slave labor and fodder for their entertainment and that's all it is and and so but so i remember watching the time being like oh this is so fucked up and it's so original and so unique but now watching it it's like i've i've seen this all before and it just didn't feel as fresh to me as i as it when i saw it you know 11 years ago um this movie should should be really a character driven movie that's Mm. you know that really sits on the shoulders of its of its of its protagonist obviously katniss and to all of joanne's points jennifer lawrence in this and i, I mean i won't get into her other parts but in this movie is just so one-dimensional and so incapable of emoting anything that you and the audience care about and you, you just watch and she has no emotion even when you're right even when she steps out and says you know i volunteer it's just she's just like i volunteer it's like oh my god She's like, you got to stay like there's no like you don't feel any connection between her and anybody. There's just no connection not between her and Gail, not which the worst name for a guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I forgot that his name is Gail. And I went back to read some like some summaries of the movies and the books to get a better feel. They kept talking about Gail. And I was like, I don't remember this lady Gail. Who are they oh, talking about? yeah. <laughs> uh, and between her and obviously the whole the whole relationship with PETA 
It's supposed to evolve over time and even into the next movies and stories it evolves. But there's no chemistry between the two of them whatsoever, whether it's like or dislike. There's just nothing. And it, so it's confusing whether she actually likes him or not. Now, I think it's supposed to sort of be confusing, but in this, it's not confusing in the right way. It's not yeah. confusing because it's like, oh, is she pretending or isn't? It's just confusing because you can't pick up any emotion from Jennifer Lawrence in this to, to, to go, oh, I get it. And PETA is, and that's why I asked you what he looked like in the books. I think it's he's terribly cast. And I agree, like maybe if Jennifer Lawrence was shorter, it would, it would have been better. But mm-hmm. I feel like PETA should have been a bigger guy. If his mm-hmm. whole thing, if his only attribute is that he's strong, that's it. Yeah. He should have been a big guy. Or at least short and like stocky, like looks like a guy who could, you know, throw a fucking whatever that thing was. But he's just this little dude. And they're just like, yeah, you're strong. And he's like, okay, I guess I'm strong. And it's completely unbelievable. And then he fights this kid who actually looks like a killer. And he's like throwing around. He's like, this this kid weighs 120 pounds. He's like five, six and a buck 15. And he's supposed to be the strong one. Oh, but not only that. He's really good with makeup and yes. that just comes, just comes out of nowhere. He does it once on his hand and she's like, what's that? And he's like, it's a talent. And it's, it's such a checkoff gun moment where it's like, all right, well, clearly that's going to come back in at yeah. some point. And then it comes back in in the most ridiculous. First of all, she happens to trip on him in this entire environment she's running through. She lands on his face. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And he happens to be there. When did he have time? Forget the equipment. When did he have time to do it? Could you imagine he's sitting there with a mirror putting on the makeup and some guy with a bow and arrow is like, look at this fucking idiot. <laughs> he's been putting this makeup on for 40 minutes. Well, it's that was that was just absolutely completely insane. That was the gayest tiger pit trap I've ever seen in my life in a film. <laughs> and then the, the movie, the movie makes up a bunch of dangers that they that, that they introduced but they've never teased before so it's not really it's, it's it just doesn't feel as interesting like the whole thing with the tracker jackers which by the way i said a hundred times last night after they said it in the movie i just kept looking at my wife and going so damn tracker jackers those tracker jackers will get you like they've never talked about them you didn't know they could genetically modify anything and then suddenly it's like these deadly hornets just happen to be there and nobody else noticed this giant hornet's nest hanging from the tree that are full of deadly bees and they just suddenly appeared in the morning and they're like oh yeah those things that completely insane and by the way while they're at the bottom of the tree trying to get to jennifer lawrence those guys gave up so easily he tried to climb once and fell down. She shot two arrows. And then Pete is just like, we're going to wait her out. Yeah. You know how long it would wait for somebody to starve in a tree? You're going to be there for like four or five days. Why not burn her out of the tree or chop the tree down or something? That would have been faster mm-hmm. than just waiting. You, They're the laziest killers in the world, which gets <laughs> to another point. These killers. So I assume, and Joanne, you can tell me because I'm sure the book explained it a little better. Uh do the as you go from one to 12, is it that the the inner the inner areas are richer and you get as you go out, it gets poorer and poorer and poorer where they all just poor? Essentially, yeah, that is the idea. And in terms of because this is what, like the 75th, right? So it's kind of all like sports teams, like the ones that have done well in the past, you know, they're the ones who get 
the attention, the donors or whatever else. I actually don't know sports, so I don't know if that's how it works. But <laughs> the, the ones who have done well, and I think that they did say in the film that like districts one and two constantly win. Yeah. And so they have better training and all right. of that. But you would you would think knowing your kids are going to pro- there's a chance that your kids are going to be have to be murderers, that everybody would train a little bit and have in knowing how to do this. Like like when 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 the original girl, when Katniss's sister gets called, she's just like this little kid who's got no like she should have been trained a little bit. Like it's just terrible planning mm. for something that's been going on for 74 years. They haven't had they haven't come up with any single plan for all their kids to survive this whole mess. Yeah, there isn't like a school to train right. the children. That's right. weird. You're right. And they, and they said that the, like a the Montessori one... for fucking warriors. Yeah. Like, all right. You, you know, you go work the fields from six hours a day and three hours a day. You learn how to murder your next door neighbor. Like mm. I mean, something. <laughs> the, uh, the, 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 the rehash C- CGI devil dogs from Ghostbusters that just sort of come out of nowhere that you're, it's not really clear what they are. They're completely uninteresting. And at first, when they first put them up, I thought it was like a cougar or something. And then they showed, and I guess, you know, CGI in 2012 wasn't what it is now, but they they should have just gotten real like dogs or something. It just looked so bad and so fake and so not dangerous. Like I didn't, I didn't actually get any sense of danger from these things. And that's the, that's the climax of the movie that these things that they're having the final battle with these monsters at the bottom, just get some real like pimples or something. I don't know. It just, it, it just, it really took me out. And then even when the kid fell in and it, when he was getting eaten by them, it was just like, and again, it was PG 13. So they couldn't have shown a bunch of blood, but it just, it didn't feel like there was any, any actual cost or concern to anything. Yeah, they should have got you right. They should have gotten a couple of dogs from like Washington Heights who are missing an eye due to, yeah. dog, due to dog fighting in the in the in the uh, in the bodega. Don't feed them for a couple of days. Poke them a little bit and let them out. By the way, you said the CGI wasn't up to speed. I declare shenanigans. The Avengers came out in 2012, so nope. Oh, it was a good point. It was on. It was, it was on par. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's a good point. Wow. That's so crazy. Um. And my so my my last point is more of just a, a critique of how the movie ended, and I guess the book ended the same way. Um, I think they should have both eaten the berries, and then like thought they were dying, and then they wake up in like a hospital bed, and, and they didn't let them die. They wouldn't yeah. let them die because we needed them. It felt like such it. It felt like they were cheated of their actual bravery and the willingness to take that risk. But and they didn't even get it to the mouth. They were like down here starting to lift it up. And he was like, OK, forget it. Like if they ate it and they started to die and then they both woke up in a hospital bed and they were like, we weren't going to let you. You guys, congratulations, you won. And they had played it off. And it was like, ah, they robbed us of this great act where we could have been martyrs. Uh, I think that would have had so much more of a of a meaningful moment for the characters rather than them just being like, don't do it. And it, I, I, I for some in my head, I actually thought they ate the berries I th- and when they didn't, I was like, Oh, that's kind of shitty. I guess I made that entirely up. Um, well, they could eat the berries because they can't go full Romeo and Juliet because there's two more films to answer for. But, but, the, but they, but it would have been, they would have been saved. I'm saying that right. they would have come out and, st- and you know, well, give them the yeah. venom or whatever. And they would have given the a- same shot that with Thurman got in Pulp Fiction. A yeah, they, of the oh heart. my right. God. Say right. something. Quentin Tarantino would have run out and jammed her in the. <laughs> wait, wait. And he would have had, had Katniss Everdeen barefoot. <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, to Kevin's point, at, at the end, at that moment, 
you know, Katniss says to PETA, like, trust me, meaning like, trust me, they won't let us do that. Like, they won't let both of us kill ourselves. Yeah. You know, it's not like she's saying, let's do this. Let's both kill ourselves. She's saying, trust me, we're not going to die. Yeah. So it would have been cooler if they both really committed to it. Yeah. And then, like you said, they woke up later and they're being tended to um, and they're both alive. Right. And they and they, you know, and they have they have Hamish have to come up with some story to like, oh, yeah, that didn't happen or, or something like whatever. Yeah. My, my, my one last point that I forgot to make is how do people watch this? This is going on 24 hours a day over at least the course of a week. Does the entire entire society just stop? And sit in front of their TVs, or is there like an NFL red zone for this, where it's like you got to watch right now, and everybody drops what they're doing and runs over to their TV because it's because Katniss was unconscious for two days. Like, what did mm. anybody do during that two days? <laughs> only and by the way, only two kids died during that two days. So there's just it must be the most boring, drawn out thing to have to sit and watch. That I, I don't know. It must my, be like the World my, Cup or something. My, <laughs> soccer is, I'd fall asleep for two days too. I, my answer is simple. If people watch the Truman Show nonstop in that film, they can watch this shit too. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I actually thought of the Truman Show when I when I was watching this. No kidding. Oh, here we all are sharing brainwaves again. <laughs> so I didn't, in the end, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hate this movie. And I, I, I didn't hate it. I liked it when I first saw it. I didn't hate it now, but I, they did a much better job establishing a universe or and a world and characters that exist in the world than setting up a hero that you actually care about. Mm. Give me a number. Five, five. Ooh. These notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com. Find some cool-ass merch, hat, bags, you name it. Of course, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com if you want to say hi or advertise with us. Notes. Wes Bentley's facial hair looks like the gayest magician ever. <laughs> or he was part of Mystery the Pickup Artist crew. Wow. I don't know who that is. I you, do. <laughs> you should, I do too. You need to Google that, Joanne. There's a show on VH1 about a guy, uh, this guy dressed as a, uh, with a furry magician hat on, taught nerds how to pick up women. Oh. Was it, a, was it like Pickup Artist or something like that? Yeah, so exactly what it was called Mystery the Pickup Artist. <laughs> Why not just send the kids to fight in the Hunger Games who the guidance counselors would just shrug their shoulders at and go, I don't know, you got me. Human sandbag? Like, pick out the loser kids. Why go through this whole lottery system? Just pick out the no good ones, you know, the ones eating glue in the back of the corner and uh, lighting their own uh, jackets on fire. The reaping sounds like an everyday occurrence at Epstein Island to me. Oh. Oh. Just think, Joanne, if you could shoot a bow, you could have easily become a successful, mediocre actress like Jennifer Lawrence was. It's so unfair. <laughs> Fourth note down, I wrote that. Jennifer Lawrence looks like the hottest hostess at a Chili's in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks' character looks like Joe Pesci's character from JFK had a one-night stand with Corella DeVille of 101 Dalmatians. Huh. A lot of layers here, guys. I just did with that joke. Yeah. God damn, I'm going to take my bouquets. Jennifer Lawrence has too many facial moles for my liking, but just for that reason, she'd be great as Chitara for the live-action version of Thundercats. Which we're still waiting for. I'm with pins on pins and needles. I'm waiting for that. 
For a bunch of teens about to walk the green mile on the battlefield, you think these teens who have raging hormones would be banging senseless in those mystical sweets they're stationed in? Yeah, you know, I never thought about that. I did. I go, I'd be fucking my brains out if I'm about to possibly, uh, I have a 1 in 15 chance, a 16 chance of dying, or whatever is it, 24 chance, excuse me. I might as well get my fuck on. It'd be that, was it, I think, I can't remember if it was, I think it was Grease 2, which oddly goes back to Joanne. Um <laughs> Where they he takes her to like to the to the bunker and it's like I think we're gonna die. We should just do it for the America. And they sing that whole ridiculous song about doing it for America. I'm so glad I've not seen Greece two. Greece one was it's enough. So, I know it's so bad. If it wasn't for you, Joanne, I still would have seen Greece one. You're welcome. Instead of Woody Harrelson, how about his white man can't jump co-star Rosie Perez offering advice on how to survive? You gotta find a bowl. Water is your friend, yo. <laughs> I find it ironic that you need your legs waxed before you put a spear through a 13-year-old's heart on the battlefield. Yep, it's weird. Is this the red carpet pre-show on E coming from the Fifth Element universe? I knew I'd get Kevin Israel with that one. This is a cute showcasing of skills montage. We all know I'm a fan of the montage. But we all know the leader in the clubhouse when it comes to any kind of skills and uh, exhibition montages is everyone else can take a back seat to the first two minutes and 40 seconds of the 1988 classic Blood Sport. God damn, they even borrowed from that to make Street Fighter characters. That's how good that film is. Donald Sutherland's eyebrows are ready to join the Hell in a Cell match between Peter Gallagher's and Eugene Levy's. Hmm. Woody Harrelson, by far and away, the winner of the Kurt Cobain haircut contest. Yeah. Only missing from him was some flannel and a wife who wouldn't shut her yap. Next. <laughs> Caesar Flickerman looks like he would co-host a podcast with Andy Cohen in a king-size bed every week. Huh. <laughs> I like when Joe just looks up in the air and thinks like, that checks out. Yeah, I could see that. Caesar Flickerman has more fake laughs than an NFL pregame show host panel. Mm. What's the first item we would go for? I, we answered that already. I love the thing that I would lay in wait and snipe people like I'm playing mo modern warfare Call of Duty, but my ADD would kick in and then it'd go and then I would, it would kick in and I would go stomp right into an ambush like a bull in a china shop. That would be me after go fucking where is everybody? And then go look for somebody and then I'd get killed about halfway through ADD. To mother i would form an alliance like those guys did that's a no-brainer but then i would kill the guy who thinks he's in charge and while he's sleeping and then slice <laughs> him open so i could sleep inside his innards and then i could say and i thought these things smelled bad on the outside <laughs> that was for you Kevin. Nice, thank you thank you <laughs> This is bullshit. All these contrived things like the animals appearing out of nowhere, the firebombs coming out of nowhere. What in the hell is going on? This is like juggling chainsaws on a ship deck in the middle of a maelstrom. That's pure cheating. God, I hated that. Not fair. Uh, I love how PETA, the first thing he must have ran for in that open field was not for a knife or, a, or an axe, but blush, rouge, and rock makeup. <laughs> <laughs> there are more black people at a NASCAR event than are than uh than Panem. That's for sure. Mm. 
Dropping a this is a good one. I'm gonna I'm very proud of myself for this one. Dropping a beehive on her enemies makes it quite obvious that Katniss Everdeen is a huge fan of the film My Girl. Wow. Classes. He can't see without his glasses. <laughs> I've never noticed someone to have such a knee-jerk quote to my girl until my yeah, girl. Wow, was, well done. That was impressive. Thank you. PETA has the personality of a bread sandwich, which is ironic because he works in a bakery. Mm. Ain't that some shit? Dying two-thirds after surviving two-thirds of the battlefield? Dying of poison berries? That's like getting lucky enough to find a briefcase of money on a sidewalk and then a car jumping the curb and running you over. Mm. Katniss with PETA against the final guy who kind of looks like me, I thought. Why didn't he? Ju- why didn't she just pull Jack Travitt in speed and shoot the hostage? That's easier. Was I buying the chemistry between Peta and Katniss? No, they felt like they had the same amount of chemistry as someone who sits next to me in a middle seat on a two or three hour flight to somewhere in, the, in this in this fine state of ours. There was no chemistry whatsoever. It was more of a all right. I guess I have to. It's like a, you're on a date with a, that someone your your parents set you up with, and you're just going through the motions until the night's over. The ending was anticlimactic as all hell. I get this is part of a series. As a standalone, it's fine. I like it. I mean, it's fine. Will I watch it again? Maybe. Mm-hmm. No, it's nothing special. I had written down here a six, but Joanne's points are very good enough to help me match my friend Kevin Israel with the same score of 5.5. So if we are all not simpatico, I don't know what the hell we are. Critics, five-star reviews. Whatever objections one might have about the execution, it's a compelling story that's been made into a serviceable film. Oh, by the way, I wrote this down in the uh, in my notes. I like this better when it was called Battle Royale, if you've seen that, folks. It's a Japanese film where a bunch of kids kill each other. It's a hell of a lot more gory. Than Ooh. That. It's good. Or, or watch Running Man. Oh. Which is also a great, oh, a great, great game show. Kill everybody movie. And it's a, it's a, you don't have to be as uncomfortable about the kids situation. <laughs> let's okay. be, let's start running. <laughs> God, he's so Richard Dawson is such a great bad guy in that yeah, film. Such a great movie. Every time that gets on, it's on TV. I get sucked right in. Next one. Are you hungry yet? I hope so because the Hunger Games that you are in for is a seven-course meal with all the trimmings guaranteed <laughs> to satisfy even the most ravenous fan. And this critic, right. this critic uses too many adjectives also describing a meal at TGI Fridays. <laughs> or in Joanne's case, a red lobster evening out. Oh, uh, did I tell you that, that my family's red lobster burned down? <laughs> and by my family's red lobster, I mean the one we would go to. We didn't yeah, own Not it. the one you owned. <laughs> Were they able to at least save the biscuit stash? No, not that of I the know. the red lobster no Sachinskis. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, did you have your high school graduation dinner there? Oh, boy, no. Where did we go? Honestly, probably. <laughs> a deeply beautiful, affecting, and riveting film with a heroine for the ages. No. <laughs> I can think of five, Atomic Blonde, Wanted, the Lara Croft Tomb Raider films. Mm-hmm. Hell, even Ray, even from the Star Wars second trilogy, 
which was terrible. At least she's a lot better. Uh, these are all better action heroes than this. Critics, one-star reviews. Just to show you how dim Gary Ross is, he thinks he seems to think he had an idea about how to portray the poorly oppressed people of District 12. He had them all dressed up as 1930s characters. Yep, that's his idea. Hmm. An edible product, but it leaves the spectator but it leaves the spectator in need of a more satisfying meal. Do we need I don't, puns? I don't mind that one. The puns? But, I, but that one, that's an accurate one to me. I'm not satisfied. I'm still hungry. <laughs> have a Snickers, Joe. Oh, I actually do have some. <laughs> a retread of a tale that's the running man meets Lord of the Flies with a with mm. a dash of twilight for tween adoring measure. It's far too long and much inferior to the ferocious Japanese battle royale. Amazon five star reviews. I've read several of the reviews and some criticize that Jennifer Lawrence doesn't look like she's starving to death. Well, there is a good reason Katniss isn't starving and underweight when the movie begins. Signed, Joanne Nosichinsky. Aha! Shut up! Played your hand a little too early, my dear. Every time they're outside in this movie, they're in the beautiful state of North Carolina. The scene where Katniss finds PETA hiding in camouflage. That waterfall in the background is Triple Falls, located in the DuPont State Recreational Forest. Well, thank you, local, local tourism board. Everyone's going to come on down and say, this is the part where PETA decided to put makeup on for two and a half hours and scare Katniss. Overall, it was a good movie, but it's a bit too violent for me. Sorry. Five-star rating, by the way. <laughs> Hunger Games must be a documentary because it sure does feel familiar. Sure, the Wizard of Oz designed the costumes and sets, and of course, President Snow bears no resemblance to the compassionate truth-teller now occupying our highest office. This was written back in 2014. Oh, but let's face it, ESPN would have to fight off sponsors with a spiked mace. <laughs> Our thirst for blood sport has been so satisfied by movies, TV, and manner of ball games. But rest assured, if some enterprising promoter thought he could get away with it, we would have Monday night gladiatorial combat on every screen, big and small, in this country. Signed, Gavin McInnes. <laughs> they did have a show like that. It was called American Gladiators, and it was goddamn great. It was, especially and the original one. The theme song alone is enough to send those nostalgia chills right down my spine. The game for Nintendo, yes. not that great, though. Okay, so I was really excited to see this film. I read Harry Potter once. My, my biggest disappointment was Rue. I mean, come on. The actor was about 12 and a half years too young. I was also very disappointed in the severe lack of sexual content. I mean, The Matrix had a full-on sex sideways sex scene that this movie could have really used, but hey, I'm not Mormon, so IDK. <laughs> oh, my God. Signed a 65-year-old creep. Yeah. Where is the sex scene in the Matrix? In this? Oh, was it the second one? God, I blanked that out of my mind. <laughs> Amazon one-star reviews. I'm supposed to care about Katniss because she's the protagonist. During the first 10 minutes of the movie, she threatens to cook a cat, she shoots at a deer, and then she shoots a bird. As soon as she shoots the bird, she and the guy she's with laugh. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Dinner's ready. I mean, what the hell? 
Obviously, these animals, these aren't real animals getting hurt, but these actions destroy any empathy I might have built for her. I didn't want to spend the next 140, 140 minutes rooting against a person who is supposed to be the hero of the story. I want to like the heroes I root for. So I stopped watching the film and watched something else. Wow. Okay. You're working at a whole different level, guy. My hero. <laughs> After my son, husband, and I read all the books, we were very excited for the movies to come out. We couldn't afford the theater, so we waited to rent. I wish I could get my money back for the rental. They screwed up the story so badly, left out so many crucial parts of the character development, it's a disgrace. If you can't afford to go to the theater to see this movie, you should be driving Uber right now instead of writing reviews on Amazon. That's what I say. I got to wear the family pair of shoes that day to go down to the video store <laughs> the general store <laughs> seriously guys if you find amusement in kids killing kids you really need to seek professional help no wonder why we have so many mass shootings involving kids if this sort of cruelty is what the media is feeding them on the other hand it may be seen as rebuff to the gun control crowd he here i guess a lot of senseless carnage was done without firing a single shot I don't find enjoyment out of kids killing kids. I do find enjoyment out of 30-year-olds playing kids killing each other. Hmm. Wouldn't it be better if the kids in the Breakfast Club had their own version of survival <laughs> games? Boy, the first, one to kill, better movie. the first one to kill Molly Ringwald would earn my entire heart for the rest of mankind. <laughs> Last one. After so much emulation of these Roman evils by the Nazis during World War II, Hollywood has the audacity to make a movie that promotes and commemorates those evils with love and sensuality mixed in it. Shame on Hollywood for producing such an evil film. People, stop subscribing to these garbage promotions of evil from Hollywood so that the financial pressures will convince the stupid producers to promote something good. This country has lost its sense of good and bad. Shame on Hollywood for promoting this Nazi-promoting film. Signed, Yasmin Bleeth. Shame. Wow. Ding, ding. Kevin Israel, did Joanne Noshitsinski gut the sacred cow? She did. <gasps> and in this in this situation, I want to be clear on my on my my the opinion of my judgment is that she didn't she didn't make this movie out to be a piece of shit, but she proved that it's quite not the iconic perfect movie that people often yeah. make it out to be. It's got a lot of holes in it, and I don't think, and I especially don't think it holds up over time. No. Not at all. To be fair, though, uh, who's really talking about the Hunger Games 11 years after the fact? I've not heard anyone. Well, didn't, didn't Jennifer Lawrence just get shit for saying that she was the first female the first action female star? Action yeah, star, yeah. And, and everybody was like, wait a minute, lady. <laughs> mm -hmm. Did she not see a film from 1986, I think, called Red Sonia with Brigitte Nielsen? Oh, there was it's, people were like listing all yeah. of the women oh, who yeah. came before her. <laughs> She's going to go on morning tomorrow and go. And another thing, Bill Schultz, you wouldn't last five minutes in that world in Panama. Joanne, you should go into the morning show tomorrow with your bow and arrow and shoot him in the knee. Oh, my God. And then I have three wish. fingers in there and go. <laughs> yeah, did you they know, that's how I wanted to start the show and I forgot. <laughs> did they ever explain what that meant? The fingers? Well, Joanne, that's called second or third base. Depends on where you come from. Oh. Actually, <laughs> my wife said that it's explained in the books that they yeah, hold. I don't up remember. The, they hold up the three for the thirteenth district that got destroyed. Um, oh, shouldn't they hold up a 
I mean, <laughs> I love how Ashri Israel is dropping her own five fun facts in our episode. <laughs> tell, tell her thank you. I appreciate that. Kevin Israel, Joey Nochasinski, two of my absolute favorites on this show. You've outdone yourselves again, if possible. And I love this chemistry and combination we always have together. Everyone, thanks again for joining us on another weekly edition of Gutting the Sacred Cow. Tell your friends, tell your family, and we'll see you next week. Later. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.